Welcome to Walk, Run, Soar, a podcast for the weary Christian to find encouragement in their faith and renewed strength. God wants to see you walk, run, and soar. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Walk, Run, Soar. I'm your host, Rebecca Reck, and I'm so happy you've joined us here today as we continue our Advent series, Breaking Through, where we take a look at how God breaks through the most difficult and darkest seasons in our lives and often does it in the most unexpected ways. Last week, we talked about hope, the hope we have in Jesus, the light of the world who breaks through our darkness and shines the light of his presence with us, even in hard seasons and places. If you missed that episode, be sure to go back and listen. In today's Advent Week 2 episode, we will dwell on how the peace of God breaks through the day-to-day stresses in unexpected ways. One of the most beloved Advent scriptures is Isaiah 9-6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In this passage, Jesus has so many names, but for today we are going to focus on his title, Prince of Peace. That's a pretty striking title, don't you think? It carries with with it such authority. A prince, a prince of peace. Peace is associated with the coming of Jesus in the Advent season. And we see it again in Luke 2.14, when the angels declared to the shepherds the good news of Christ's birth. The angels said, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So he is the Prince of Peace that carries peace with him wherever he goes. The word peace can mean a lot of different things to us today. Some may say it is a personal experience or a feeling. Others may argue that it is less subjective and more of a reality. The reality of unity and tranquility between peoples, nations, and even creation. With all these definitions, I wanted to know how peace was defined in scripture, particularly in these passages. Was it mainly an experience or an objective reality, or something completely different? And Ultimately, I wanted to know if if it was something that impacts me here and now in my present life circumstances. Can this peace come to me? Does it change how I live? So I went to my favorite online resource for more information about the word peace in scripture here. According to Blue Letter Bible, the word for peace can mean several things in the New Testament, but it often encompasses one or more of these components, security, safety, 
harmony, a tranquil state, contentment, or simply lack of fear. All pretty amazing things. I highly encourage you to go back and do your own word study of peace in the New Testament and Old Testament, and you can do that by using an online resource like Blue Letter Bible or something else. But it is astounding how many times it is mentioned in the Bible. However, for me, the part of the definition of peace that resonated the most was a tranquil state. I long for a tranquil state. I can be a bit of an anxious person on occasion, and sometimes it can be my norm. I often find I'm in a state of stress and trying to control things instead of finding myself full of tranquility and contentment. I can remember being in a frantic and less than tranquil state, specifically only a few months ago, right before my hip surgery, and I want to tell you a little about it. As the surgery date grew closer for my hip surgery, I tried to get my ducks in a row so I would be prepared. Knowing that I would be laid out for a long time and limited in my range of motion and on crutches was enough to motivate me to work hard at doing all that I could to get ready. I knew that many normal tasks would be near impossible for me to do after the surgery, so I set to work. The, the week leading up to my surgery, I was spinning with many tasks that I felt I had to get accomplished to ensure a peaceful surgery and a smooth post-op recovery. It seemed like as soon as I did one thing, I thought of something else I just had to do. During this time, you could say that I was far from a state of tranquility. In fact, I was the opposite. <laughs> I was short with those I loved and feeling quite anxious about the surgery. The more I thought about what I likely wouldn't be able to do after the surgery, the more compelled I felt to control every detail. It was as if I thought that by micromanaging and planning everything, I could somehow avoid the inevitable backlog effect of neglecting things after a big life transition. Yet it seemed that no matter how much I prepared and tried to get those things done, I still remained concerned and filled with the feelings of stress. I didn't feel peace. <laughs> I thought I would. I didn't realize that I was searching for rest and a sense of peace through making things orderly around me. I was seeking peace outside myself. It's not to say that external aesthetics and realities can't add to one's sense of peace and contentment. I'm a big proponent for that. I love beauty and I love having things organized. But I was living as though peace and contentment was an external experience that was directly related to my sense of what should be instead of something that was available to me as a child of God despite my circumstances. The accomplishments and progress I did make, ironically, did not fill me with the peace I sought after, but actually became a sort of obsession game, a game of control I played with time and I was losing. One big thing on my list was winterizing my backyard it was overgrown with dying plants and fall leaves 
and needed some major TLC. And I knew I would not be able to do that once I had my surgery because of the labor involved and the bending. We're talking hours of manual labor here. And every time I passed the window at the back of my house and looked out over my backyard, I felt a pit in my stomach. And I said to myself, you have to do this before surgery. There's no way you can leave it this way. I felt stress when I saw the backyard. This went on for days leading up to my surgery. But one of those moments of self-talk during that, God broke through with an invitation to his to experience his peace. The Lord spoke softly to me and he said, where are you finding your peace right now, Rebecca? You're calm. Is your peace and security in me or in making things how you think they should be? Wow, that hit like a dagger to the heart. And of course I realized, no, I had not found that peace and comfort I was seeking by working hard in, to order all of these elements before the surgery. In fact, I had filled up most of my time with external tasks and left little time for relationships and soul-filling activities that would actually cultivate the peace and strength that I longed for. I had forgotten that I needed peace and contentment to help carry me through the inevitable ups and downs of the recovery. My peace couldn't be found in something external. I needed to be able to carry it with me into surgery and into the next few weeks. I was looking in the wrong place and I didn't even know it. Peace was indeed accessible to me already through Jesus in my inner being, through the Holy Spirit. And for me, it started in letting go, letting go and of prioritizing those things that I thought were necessary, but they really weren't. They really weren't that important. The letting go was hard, but it opened up a new area in my heart and mind that had been consumed with other thoughts and now could be freed up to hear God's invitation to receive his peace, the peace that passes all understanding. It can be found in the midst of my untended garden. The garden would have to wait. I needed to stop and make space to uncover and cultivate the peace that could not be taken away. I was able to make room those last few days for things that held more eternal value and gave me true peace because God's peace is not given to us in the way the world gives peace. His peace enters into the chaos and the stress and brings a calm and a trust in his presence. True contentment and peace could be found even in the midst of disorder and chaos. We all need peace in our lives and we all have those untended gardens, so to speak, that we think once that one thing is taken care of or that longing is met, we will finally experience the contentment and peace we so desire. Are you looking for peace in the wrong place? Jesus said his peace is unlike any other. It is backwards. <laughs> it finds us in stressful circumstances 
and in the incomplete areas of our lives. He is inviting you to experience his peace now. Do you hear him calling? Do you have an area of your life that seems to promise peace once it's brought to completion or an unmet longing that when it's met, you think, I will feel it then. An untended garden that promises contentment once you tend to it, perhaps. Perhaps it is a relationship you long for. The healing you think you need, that financial goal you want to meet, that accomplishment you know will change your life. These are wonderful things that we can pray for and work towards, but in the end, none of these things will provide the security, contentment, and peace that we need and long for. Believe me, I've been there too. The Prince of Peace wants to give us all peace and the peace that passes all understanding. A peace that's found in looking at a messy garden that has yet to be tended and not being disturbed in your soul. So we're going to take a few minutes as usual to spend these last few moments together talking to God as I lead us through a guided prayer. Feel free to pause it if you need more time to listen to God or pray. Lord, thank you that you are the Prince of Peace and that you sent your Son to bring peace to the world, a peace that brings security, safety, harmony, and a state of tranquility to all. You are Prince and Lord over our lives. But so often, I know I get stuck in the cycle of taking over and trying to control things in order to find my own way to peace. And I know others know exactly what this is like too. God, would you show each person here today if there is an area in their life that seems to promise peace, but really isn't the source of peace that you want them to go to to find it? It could be a relationship they long for, or an accomplishment they know they think will change their life. Show them. God, thank you that you give us peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't make sense. Would you help each person to let go of that area in their life where they are seeking untrue peace and to surrender it into your care so that they can receive your invitation to peace today. Thank you, Lord, that you are always available to us. Thank you for ruling in peace. Fill our week and this entire Advent season with the peace that passes all understanding so, you can, so that, Lord, you can rule in our lives and that, Lord, I pray that every person listening today would receive the peace that you offer to them. Amen. Thanks for joining us today at Walk, Run, Soar. Join us next time for more spiritual inspiration and refreshment. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe. See you next time.